This is the talk of Music City Real Estate. Welcome back to another episode of The Talk of Music City Real Estate. Where we educate and motivate all things real estate. My name is Monty Moore with Realty One Group Music City. Hey, and I'm Carrie Ann with CMG Financial and my mortgage team. Every week we'll be posting a new episode of Chock Full of Nashville Real Estate News. Yes, and you can follow along and subscribe at thetalkmusiccity.com. Got a question for us? Ask away at questions at music, talkmusiccity.com. That's questions at talkmusiccity.com. Well, we are back, Monty. It's hey, a new Carrie week. Hey, Carrie Ann. You know, uh, I hate to even bring this up because it was kind of a traumatic this morning, but I had to broker release someone. <gasps> you did? Hey, Jason. Good to see you there, man. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> it wasn't Jason, by the way. Hey. <laughs> it wasn't Jason. We're, we're going to get into what happened with that, uh, with that agent that I had to broker release in a minute here. But uh, first of all, we need to talk about our sponsor. Yes, they are amazing. Music City Removal, they are the number one junk removal service in Nashville from residential, commercial, and construction. They're experts in ridding you of junk. Their costs include labor and dumping fees without any hidden or added expenses. Whether you need a full clean out or just one item removed, they have you covered. The Music City Removal team knows the importance of respect and trust while in someone else's home. They understand the inconvenience of junk left behind by previous homeowners and tenants and are determined to provide an affordable and customer-focused junk removal service that puts you first. For a free on-site estimate, just go to musiccityremoval.com. That's musiccityremoval.com. Yes, Music City Removal, because clutter ain't cute. And you know, this topic doesn't seem to be cute either, but let me tell you a little thing before we get started. What is cute? The interest rates are so low still. Yes. Did you hear the news no, I didn't. about the first-time homebuyer loan? Huh. So they released on the 7th of October okay. their interest rate now for THDA for 100% financing for folks that are first-time homebuyers and they have at least a 640 credit score, it's 2.75. And if they are um, eligible veterans, it's 2.25% for wow. 100% financing over a 30-year fix. Is that That's not amazing? Crazy. That's crazy. So That's those crazy. real estate agents out there, you definitely want to get the word out because this is the time to get people excited about homeownership. Yeah. You know, they're maximizing their purchasing power now with these interest rates so low. Um, with wow. THDA, 100% financing, I think, is capped at 215 Anything over, they just have to put a little bit of money down, but it is still such a great option for those first-time homebuyers mm. with at That's least a 640 credit that is big. Jason, you, you've been around this lady for a while, but I've been around a lot longer. I've never heard her even talk about interest rates. You know? Yeah, well, so I'm super excited. Really, really got your attention. <laughs> yeah, I can talk about their interest rates because it, I don't have to deal with the compliance piece because it's THDAs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's fixed for them. But mm-hmm. um, it is great for, for you as real estate agents to have another little carrot out there to Definitely. start having conversations with people to still continue to get them excited about homeownership. Veteran 2.25? Yes. Yeah, so some people get confused on that. So it's called their homeownership of the brave. Mm-hmm. So they just have to be eligible veterans. They don't have to do the VA loan. They can actually do the great choice. Hmm. So they may not be able to get a VA loan, but they may be able to utilize this program by being an eligible veteran 2.25% with their um, homeownership of the brave program. Amazing. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, you lost me there. They might be a veteran, but they may not qualify for VA. Yeah, but... they may not utilize the VA loan for, for whatever reason, but they can use the THDA loan. And if they have their certificate of eligibility, mm-hmm. they are able to um, wow. take advantage of this low interest rate. Again, first-time home buyer, there are some income requirements, some county limits, um, and they have to have a 640 credit score, uh, but it is still quite an amazing uh, product for, for folks. So, so they still need a, their DD-214. 
for the veteran. For the yes. veteran. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but maybe they've already used it and haven't uh, refinanced or something. Yeah, there's sometimes reasons why they can't go sure. that direction. But again, a, a VA loan is still low. But to think mm-hmm. about you know having that carried out there for those real estate agents wanting to talk about 100% financing, mm-hmm. it's um, it's an exciting time for sure right now. And you know we don't know how long it's going to last. So yeah. let's ride the wave and let's right. help as many families really? um, get excited about really? home ownership. You know, with these low interest rates, rental payments clearly are a lot oh, higher yeah. than a, a mortgage payment at this point. It's like right? an early Christmas present. I know. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so I I needed to share some excitement because I'm Miss Positivity over here. <laughs> That's right. You're Miss Positivity. <laughs> Is that for a limited time only? Member FDIC, see dealer for details. <laughs> <laughs> we went straight into yeah. car, car dealership. I love yeah. it. <laughs> I love jump. it. So what are we talking about? So, uh, you know, I, I did ha- honestly had to broker release somebody today. And, and I, you know, I don't remember the last time I've done that. What does that actually mean? That means that I sign my name on a bro- on a form that says broker release and that agent's got to go somewhere else if they want to practice real estate. Oh, oh, and, it wasn't. They didn't request it. You said thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I, I see. They, yeah. So, you know, and so. So what I wanted to talk about, because I know this is a topic near and dear to both you guys' hearts, mm-hmm. and that is protecting the culture. Sure, okay? yeah. Because I, I feel like I had somebody that wasn't going to fit the culture. And, you know, we talk about every time Jason and I interview somebody, one of the first topics we talk about is, you know, one of the reasons why we're here together is to see if you fit, if we fit, if we're a fit with one another. If you fit the culture, because it doesn't matter at the end of the day what I provide as far as whether it's 100% commission, great training, great support, mm-hmm. all this stuff. If it's a crappy place, if it's a place that's not, you know, safe, if it's a place that people don't like coming to, if the if the other agents aren't people of integrity or whatever. You know, I mean, you know, and I'm not saying we're perfect by any stretch, but am I trying to guard that door like a papa bear? I am trying to guard that mm-hmm. door like a papa bear because this is our... This is our life. Connie and I just uh, poured everything into it. So my point is, <clears throat> and sometimes the facts of life are we don't know anyone until we live with them for a little while. And we lived with each other there That's for about, a, <laughs> about a week. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can take that personally or you can take it business-wise for sure. Yeah. Now that I'm on my fourth marriage, I, I shouldn't say that. You know, but no, seriously, I don't, I don't joke around that about that. But anyways, because um, Connie's the love of my life. I'm so grateful. But yes. that's another story. So I want to talk about culture today. What is the, you know, I think every company out there wants to talk about or certainly claims and hopefully rightfully so caring about the culture. Yes. Important. I know your company cares about the culture. Mm-hmm. I know you care about the culture. Yeah, very much so. So let's talk about how do you identify what does a good culture look like, Jason? I mean, let's talk about that. Can yeah. Because I think, I think at the end of the day, guys are, are listening and viewing audience. I think everybody wants to be with that right culture, one that you do have trust in, one that you do, that you can, you know, learn in and be real and, and, and feel safe around everybody and mm-hmm. know everybody's got your back, that kind of stuff, you know. So let's talk about that. What's that look like to you, Jason? So what it looks like to me is, uh, you know, the culture that I look for is something that is uh, inclusive, some a place that where I feel valued where I am uh, an important piece of that company, that office, a place that um, operates with integrity first. You know, you just simply do what's right. right. You know, if we all did what was right, how much better would this world be? Oh, my gosh. You know, you know, so don't, true, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so, you know, and looking at the culture is one thing you got to understand is that, you know, culture doesn't mean that it's great. Culture is just what that company is. Mm-hmm. Right. It could be good. It could be bad. 
Yeah. But here's the thing is that so, you know, uh, you know, being in um, the corporate world for so many years, I saw different cultures mm-hmm. at play. You know, I, I would walk into, you know, I'm, you know, big box retailers and this one um, that I still like to shop at. But going into the corporate office, you could almost just feel your soul just sucking away. Mm-hmm. You walk in and nobody is smiling. Uh, even the uh, the reception desk. I mean, nobody was happy to be there. Mm. Well, guess what? That that trickles down sure, everywhere. Yeah, the transfers everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Now, conversely, going into this other place, totally different. People are upbeat, excited, and they enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So you know what is the difference? Okay, they're selling pretty much the same product, mm-hmm. and they kind of got the same business models. Mm-hmm. But there is a definite difference in the culture. And I know um, just from, um, you know, just uh, working with them is that I know that that employees will, you know, 9.9 times out of 10 will stay with the company for a lower pay if they feel valued Mm -hmm. than being paid a lot more for the same job and not being valued Mm -hmm. because people want to be want to fit in. Sure, so yeah. what is culture to me? It's where I fit in and I thrive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and while I like what you say, you, you guard, uh, you, you guard this place, you know, like, uh, what would you, what you say? Papa, Papa bear. bear yeah. <laughs> That's so critical because so many places don't do that. Um, and well, know, in all what, sincerity, I hate to interrupt you, but on that topic, yeah, it's, it's a challenge, you know, when, when you work in a, a business model, that pays the agents 100% of their commission, we obviously have to have agents. Right. And to turn down agents is obviously against what, you know, the goal is, is to bring in agents, okay? Mm-hmm. But we want to be very systematic and intentional and purposeful bringing those right agents in because it just takes, as we all know, one or two of the wrong ones and the right. wrong people in any environment. Right, and any it's environment. Not, not mm-hmm. a safe environment. Sorry mm-hmm. for interrupting you. Well, no, no, no. It's perfect uh, because, you know, when you say that, it makes me think about um, if you're building a skyscraper. You know, it, it, you don't start at ground level, mm-hmm. right? right? If you did, it's not going to go up very high. Mm-hmm. But you have to go down mm-hmm. and build that foundation deep. Mm-hmm. And then you that's can good. build it yeah. up. Mm-hmm. And that's what, what I have seen you guys do. Is that yeah? It's it, it's almost it's more challenging to be a hundred percent and to not really be exclusive, but you you know kind of being that way. You're you're mm-hmm. protecting that culture. Mm-hmm. Is you're building it, and now look at where you're at. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's just constantly growing. So you already built you you got your hands dirty. You dug down deep mm-hmm. and started building that foundation, and that is the culture. Mm-hmm. And now you, now it's set, and it's already showing that it's able to grow. And build it, you know, a lot higher than what it would have been, where you would have problems right, right now. Right. So many problems right. that you couldn't right. even deal with. I like mm-hmm. that. I like that analogy. That's good. Yeah, that's important. You know, I've been teaching and coaching some loan officers across the United States, and right when I started, I was asking them, you know, a few quick questions, and you know, why CMG? You know, it was just yeah. initially was my first question, and some of them just recently came over. Some been there a long time, and. Most 99% of them all said culture, you know, yeah. which was so cool. And the people that you work with now, keep in mind, they don't work with the owner and, and me and et cetera, et cetera. Right. But the feel of me reaching out to try to help them grow mm-hmm. a girl from Nashville, you know, and um, everybody willing and able to come together. And that's the whole point is, is growing something 
um, that's going to last long term. Um, that's going to help elevate everybody. And like you said, it, it's a fun place, you know, to work in our industries. It's very stressful. Uh, and like you said, it only takes one. And I've yep. had that situation happen. You know, I've you can have the best worker, mm-hmm. um, but if they're not, their spirit is not in it, just like yours. It it can crumble very, very, very fast. And I have had to learn that the hard way over the course of the yep. years too. Well, it's really tempting. When you reach the level we have, I'm very grateful for that we've got around 150 agents now in just less than two years' time. It's, it, it'd be really easy just to get busy so much on the bringing people in and not making sure there's a right fit yeah. and right, right uh, spirit and right attitude. And, and, and also then the retention part of, of honoring one another and spending time with one another, being there for uh, each agent. You know, again, I think you guys have heard me say I want to be the broker that I, I don't feel like I really ever had. And part of that is availability. Part of it is sincerity. Part of it is intentional. Part of it is, again, to building that safe place. I've said many times in our meetings, we don't do this kind of thing in today's world as far as leaving leads around. But but years ago, there wasn't uncommon that somebody would leave a notebook with their, you know, could have some leads or something. I, I've always said if if something like that were to disappear in this environment, We've got a problem, and I've got to get to that. I've got to find out where that is because that that person that took those, and if they were was intentional, they don't belong here any longer. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I just can't. I, again, you that's just part said of the guard. Leads on paper in a book. <laughs> <laughs> we did see, an age ourselves, you'll, you'll, Monty. You'll see this right here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm over here. I'm I'm all about the paper. I love it. You see his MLS book back there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I'd have one if I could. <laughs> I promise you that. The damn laptop funny. thing, you know. But, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love it. No, but but it is that is such an important part. And when you're looking for the right home, whether it's real estate, mm-hmm. um, real estate location, or office, or mortgage, you know, you want to figure out, you mm-hmm. know, the, the true culture. You know, some people say you guys are so driven, and you know, um, it's hard to work, you know, in an environment when you're so busy, you know. And and you're right. I mean, sometimes you don't want the culture to be mm-hmm. um, a way. That, of that you're working all the time, but you try to bring fun. You try to bring in the environment that is fast paced in the Purpose. environment that is, you know, stressful. How do we make it, you know, a, a place that you do want to enjoy, right. you know, coming, um, and focus on the main reason what we do every day, which is help and make a difference for so many, you know, loving and serving people. And, but I, I wanted, you know, every, I think everybody talks about culture, but what does that truly, truly look like? You know, um, I think there's some companies in town that don't really talk about culture. I, I was, you know, I felt like, uh, you know, a little naive when we got into this business and started bringing people from other companies, just to be honest. And I had thought some of the companies were really built on culture, and I thought was that was their flagship. And then I realized that, wow, they're not making it easy for that agent to, to leave that environment to come to this one at all. And I don't understand that. I thought they were about culture. And, you know, I'm, I'm, what I want to do is always come as – and I, I get it. It's painful when somebody says, hey, I'm going down the road. I get that. But if it's not – for every, if it's not a good fit for everybody, it's not a good fit for right. anybody, mm-hmm. you know. And and my my attitude is, and I've said this to all our agents: Look, I want the best for you. And if I truly want the best for you, then I want the best for you, whether you're coming or whether you're leaving. I want the best for you because mm-hmm. if you have an, uh, I think if you come from a spirit of abundance and and not lack, I think that's what's going to be a natural right. You know, natural feeling. And it's similar to like uh, coaching. Is mm-hmm. you know, I would tell people, it's like you know. I'm not going to be the best coach for everybody. Sure, we're we're yeah. going to have a uh, you know a sit down. We're going to talk through it. And we're going to see if we are a good fit. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably you know I may or may not be. If I'm not, 
I encourage you to find somebody else. Mm-hmm. Do I believe in coaching? Yes. Do I believe I'm the coach for everybody? No. Mm-hmm. I would be stupid to think that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and going back to your question on the on the culture, I think it, it you know it's so easy to say, well, you know, we have culture. Well, right. yeah, because you do. Yeah, whether you want it or not, you're going to have it. You're going to have it one way Mm -hmm. or the other. So um, now the thing is, and and this kind of goes back, um, you know, previous life is uh, this uh, one uh, office. You know, they were losing people, you know, constantly in in the exit interviews and stuff. It was always talked about the culture here. You know, well, you know, the culture is different. The culture's changed, blah, blah, blah. And um, they even came and asked me, it's like, well, you know, what do we do? What what can we do to change the culture? Sure. And so, you know, me, I, I sugarcoat everything, right? Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I remember that's the last time I ever saw you do that. But <laughs> And I said, well, start with the top yeah. and start yanking it out. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was, I gave them the truth. Um, because you could see it that it, you're not going to change the culture by changing, um, you know, employees or changing the agents. Right. In our, you're mm-hmm. not going to change it that way. You're going to change it by the leadership. Right. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want to hear that. Well, guess what? You're still having the same issue. Right. And it's been two years. Right. So let's get back to what we talked about before. Change the leadership. Then you can change the culture. Mm-hmm. You know, for the majority of the 37 years I've been doing this. I've avoided this seat right here, mm-hmm. this broker owner seat. I've avoided it. I've owned some companies before, but <clears throat> always had somebody else do the broker part because I, I just want to go out and sell homes. I just want to go out and sell homes. Leave me alone. I don't want to babysit. I just want to go out and sell homes. That was my attitude. And something, uh, you know, something happened about three years ago. I guess I recognized that I was 65 years old three years ago, you know, <laughs> but and realized that I needed to do something different. But then I had this, then I develop, have developed this passion to, to the our agents to help them learn what it took me 37 years to do. And now I'm trying to pour myself into that. But my point of mentioning that is, <clears throat> as you know, Jason and Carrie Ann, my, my, my intention, my heart's desire is to, be, to develop a billion-dollar company, a billion-dollar real estate company. And to do that, though, like, any, like you understand this totally, as driven as you are, you've got to become that billion-dollar leader first or mm-hmm. whatever number that is. Mm-hmm. I've got to become that leader first. I can't get there until I am. If I do, then it will crash and burn because mm-hmm. it won't be built on a solid foundation of leadership. And, and, uh, and that uh, I'll tell you, that gets me up early in the morning. That's one of the driving factors that gets me out of bed at 4.15 in the morning is I've got to redeem the time. Uh, I've got to uh, make every moment count. I've got to make sure I am prepared for the day and prepared for the, to be a leader uh, like I've never been uh, prepared before. So there's a lot more responsibility. It's much easier. I, I enjoyed it a lot more. I, I didn't enjoy it a lot more. It was a lot easier uh, outselling homes and dealing with those dragons than, than um, I think, preparing myself. Because I know that everything that happens here is a reflection of the leadership. Yeah, and I mean, what, it really is. It is. And uh, what you're talking about is um, uh, John Maxwell calls law of the lid and his 21 um, irrefutable laws of leadership. So, I love that book. Yeah. So the law of the lid states that. I remember if, the law of the lid, though. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I love well, John Maxwell. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. Um, but yeah, so the law of the lid is very simple. You know, on a scale of one to 10, if you are a, a seven, you can only lead six and unders. You can't lead a seven and up because mm. then you're not leading. Mm. So if you want a billion dollar company, you, like you said, you've got to come the billion dollar broker mm. or owner. Mm-hmm. All right. So that way your law, your lid has to be risen. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. in order to uh, lead higher and higher levels yeah. of agents. Mm-hmm. I believe that, and I see that, and I do feel some a uh, little bit of uh, uh, pressure there too, brother, since you're a broker here in this organization. Because you obviously, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, so I'm not trying to get you to own any more than you already have, but you've already <laughs> taken amazing leadership here in this organization here at this Franklin office. And but you know that's why that's why sometimes I'll stop and, and thank the leadership here in this organization for paying the price to become the person that they are, because it's about the price you pay to be who you are that allows you to be the leader that you are. Right, just right out of the box. I mean, it was amazing. You know, I saw a, um, uh, a bumper sticker one time. It's probably my favorite one ever. Um, it said, uh, remember, you are unique just like everybody else. Yeah. It's <laughs> just like everybody else. So we're Man, I didn't get any laughter on that. What's going on, Jim? Come on. <laughs> just like everybody else. No, Come what on, I say, well, the reason Meaning, I bring so that. So no, you're not really that unique. No, no, you are unique. Oh. So what, what, where I was co- going with Everybody that, is, though. Everybody is. Yeah, th- th- that was a bomb completely. <laughs> uh, where I was going with that is, <laughs> there you go. Thanks, Jim. Thanks. I can always count on you. <laughs> hey, um, all right, watch your culture there, pal. <laughs> watch your culture, pal. <laughs> what, where I was going with that is that, you know, you're saying, that uh, you've paid the price. Well, everybody's paid a different price. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have had different experiences. We've mm-hmm. all had different sure. journeys that yeah. we've gone and created the person that we are. Mm-hmm. And so in each person, we are unique. We've had our own unique journeys. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I was going with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Because you, you paid a price to be who you are. Yeah. And I will say, you know, I got into leadership really young. Sometimes some of us are in leadership and we don't really want to be. We've just been thrown thrown to the fire. We got thrown the baton (laughs) and like, hey, I'm going to be a manager, you know. And so I had to mature into that. Um, And I've had situations just recently. There's a lot of recruiters out there um, coming after some loan officers. And I've got an awesome system. We close loans so quickly and we have competitive rates and everything is going great. And all of a sudden I'm talking with a loan officer about a bowling ball and he's on a bowling team and everything's going wonderful. Literally 45 minutes about a bowling ball. Cause just, that's what we do. Just randomly talk about things. And then the next day he hands me a, um, you know, or he asked to meet with me because he's, you know, leaving and I'm like, leaving, you're closing three and a half million dollars. You have the best assistant, you know, everything closes timely. What is the deal? And, but, and it's nothing to do with the culture. It was just another shiny object that someone right. has promised somebody the world. And what, what's interesting is when those shiny objects happen, and and I'm, I talk about the tortoise and the hare. So the hares of the world go and they run off to go check that out. That culture, though, that they know, that they trust, that they believe in, will always bring them back. Mm-hmm. And so I have said, your seat's still there. It's mm-hmm. nice and warm. It's ready for you when, when you make that decision. But um, because... There's some core beliefs, even if you have them and you stay true to them mm-hmm. and you trickle that all the way down your entire company and your branch, you know, in right. your organization, then great things happen. And if you get everybody to believe in that same you know, mindset, um, it really creates something that's amazing. But I mean, I only have what, 13 loan officers. And again, I could recruit and build it up and make it bigger than I want it to be, but you have to have the right players to be able to have and work in such a stressful organization um, and be able to grow them and see them do amazing things and help so many families, you know, and help support them. So, um, you know, I choose to keep a small organization and a really tight um, protected culture as well. I know you do. And that's what makes you who you are. You couldn't do how many loans a year? 600 and what? 
Yeah, that? we're blessed to help many more families this year, but we've been average. We, my team averages over 600, you know, families a year. We hopefully will be 750 this year, possibly. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's a wonderful. So that's incredible. So, so let's hear from the sound man for a minute. Jim. Yes. Culture. Oh, let's talk culture. Did you want to talk about culture? Where do I begin? <laughs> I know you have some. I know you have some great insights. On well, I actually sent well. you, all three of you. I'm not. I, I still don't have your phone number for some reason, Jason. Are you the one that sent me the uh, weird text by email thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know who that was. I sent you a picture <laughs> of a card that is required of the people at uh, the Mercedes dealerships that I work for. Oh, okay. I knew you'd have some insight on that. And it's all their uh, what they call their quiver quiver of arrows. The CEO of that company does not consider himself to be a chief executive officer. Mm-hmm. It's chief environment ecosystem officer. Mm. And that's all he works on hmm. is the culture. Wow. Throughout all five of his stores, you know, soon to be six and seven. Yeah. And eight. See what I'm talking about? This yeah. is really, I mean, this yeah. is really, really what it's about. So, I mean, on that quiver of arrows, and that, that's, a, that's a living document yeah. that, that mm-hmm. changes and evolves over time. Some of the ones that stick out, because I've interviewed a myriad of their uh, – Employees, some of the ones that stick out for them are like, uh, you know, know who we are, dominate your role, take pride in your work, know the product, train with the goal of mastery in mind. Um, and of course, they're in retail. It's, you know, things like, you know, if a customer complains to you, you are the owner of that complaint, you take care of it, and you're empowered to, mm-hmm. to do so. I love that. We're going to mm-hmm. back you up, you know. Uh, that kind of stuff. Make sure, you know, and, and a lot of people, he says, look, I don't expect you to have all these memorized. But pick out two or three that resonate yeah. with did you. Did you send those? To, the, I did. All of us? I did. Oh, super. Uh, we can. I can post a picture of it in the uh, in the uh, episode notes yeah, as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, that's that's gold because I mean, when you when you t- talk about having the mastery in mind, yeah, you know that's that's uh, that's beyond huge. Yeah, and something we teach here is don't wish it was easier, wish you were, you were better, and you can do that. Mm-hmm. You can make that decision to be better today than you were yesterday. And if you keep doing that, guess what? The universe recognizes. The marketplace recognizes that you're worth more than you were yesterday, and the the response to that Mm -hmm. to to you is going to be greater. And you're going to have a culture within your organization, and Mm -hmm. as many of the agents out there start to build their teams, Mm -hmm. you're going to have a culture within your own team within the organization, right? right? Mm -hmm. And so that's super important. I talked to a loan officer the other day, and you know, I asked those very, you know, what are your core beliefs for your team, and you know, how long have you has the team been together, and then who's making the move with you, and all these things, and. I was quite surprised for the volume level that the individual was that none of those things were even thought about and or didn't have in place, right? And so when you talk about foundation and that deep, deep, um, you know, solid foundation, that's where you have to start, right? And it builds from there. Because again, tortoise or the hare, we're taking this long, ter- you know, long run and going to get to the finish line, um, or are we just trying to do what we can do today? Um, so building that foundation is key and creating that culture that will last long is important. Flip it on its head. How many of us have worked for an organization that the culture was bad? Oh, yeah. We remember that, right? Remember how it made you feel? Have you ever worked for an organization that was good? Mm Mm-hmm. Right? How did it make you feel? What were the differences? (laughs) But I mean, you know, as a subordinate. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking back and I don't know that I, you know. I've always worked with good culture places yeah if not i guess i brought the party to the (laughs) gig so it's always been it's always been fun but you know i think some it's easy for the culture to shift so possibly when you joined a previous organization there was a strong culture Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden we wake up and it's 
feels different. It acts different. What's different? You know, and like you said, sometimes the leaders, we get overwhelmed. We get busy. We, you know, we, the focus changes maybe, you know, and we have to remind ourselves that we quickly have to get back on the wagon. If not, things do change, you know, um, and leaders influence. Sure. Influence whether you whether good or bad, mm-hmm. whether you know it or not. You go in with a bad day, you're influencing your people, mm-hmm. and so that's why you got to be very protective of your your attitude when you walk in as a leader, because everybody's looking at you. Mm-hmm. You know whether you're at home or you're in the office, you're still that leader. Sure, right. How you respond, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, being, I've been teaching about personalities. You know, when you can do the disc or you can do the lion, the the um, otter, et cetera, et cetera, you know. And so I'm very much a lioness individual, you know, very direct to the a point. lioness? Yeah. <laughs> but it's one of those deals. Growls? Yeah. Now the team says dragon. They don't said where is that dragon on the, on the list, you know. But for someone that if you know who you are, you know that you can easily fall off with being so direct right. and people can read into things. So you have to make sure you lead with, you know, pleasantries get to the point you know and end because it could change right everybody's all of a sudden you don't mean to be coming across so direct and it seems as if you're yelling back at each other it it could easily come that way right and that could easily the wave could go a different direction is what i'm saying so you have to be very cautious and conscious about that and back to what you're saying that you know culture can change with leadership so going back to that previous one the in the office you know when we had that discussion you need to change the leadership the the culture changed because the top leader left mm. and it did not maintain. And so that's why, you know, all of a sudden there's this issue and it's an ongoing issue. So yeah, companies can change. And that's why, you know, even in your big, your, your large fortune uh, 500 and 100 mm-hmm. companies, it's so imperative that you get the right leadership in place at the top because mm-hmm. it will change everything. Well, you see some of these restaurants in different places under new management, yeah. you know, like they're hoping to mm-hmm. reignite with some new culture, new, right. new, you know, feel new of attitude. it all. Yeah. So. I, know, I know it's culture that caused us to look around when we were, had been with one company for 27 years and when that company became publicly owned about five years ago, I didn't, I could, there was a, certainly a culture shift. Mm-hmm. And that's what caused me to look around and say, okay, I, I don't like the feeling of this. Let's go find one that's still, you know, connected to the people, that the agents are important. You know, they're, they're not just a, a byproduct uh, or a necessity, but they're important, that they're, they're, their word means something, their ideas mean something, their, you know, their, their, you know, their, um, presence means something you know and their spirit means something all this anyhow so that's what led us to you know realty one group and um, i'm so grateful for that because that's what the company's all about and that was supposed to be a commercial about realty <laughs> one group but it, but i'm telling you that uh from, i just got off of a webinar i guess is why it's i'm especially mindful right now because there was a brokers sharing with one another on how to be better leaders and I, I, I just had never seen that with other, other oh, I love that. Other companies. Yeah, yeah because you know? there's so many of us become leaders and we really didn't, we were just thrown in the deep end. You right, know? And I've right. requested that for our organization too, because you're right, through COVID, there is so many emotions and mm-hmm. you want to be there for people. How do you handle this situation? How do you handle that situation? So it's wonderful to see that your organization is helping. Grateful for that. Mm-hmm. One last thing. Yeah. Um, so have y'all heard the quote, you know, um, 
culture eats strategy for lunch or mm-hmm. breakfast or whatever. Yep, yeah. So I've heard of the different. Is it Peter or do you remember who? Said I heard that? it once from Ivan Meisner, but he had gotten it from somebody else. Okay, yeah. but um, anyway, the premise is that that you can bring a business plan, you can bring all the strategists you know, that you you can, your marketing and everything, but it does not matter. The culture will either. Um, help it grow or destroy a, a company. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's how important culture is. And I think so many new businesses, you know, because that's where our, my heart, and I know your heart, is in entrepreneurs. Right. So many people don't understand that and put the time that is needed mm-hmm. to get that culture in place mm-hmm. and to protect it. Right. That's why I, uh, you know, I'm, um, I love that you do, that you see that. Mm-hmm. And I know you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I'm, Everybody's fortunate, even though they don't really comprehend it. But yeah, you've got to slow important. down just enough to get that foundation right. and then speed it up, you know, yep. and really make it happen. And That's you exciting. have to realize, I think, that no one is worth the loss of that culture. No mm-hmm. one is, including me. Yeah. No one is. You know, it's taken a long time. I'm a, I'm a pleaser. I'm a yes gal. I want to make everybody happy. And you're not going to make everybody happy no. either, right? And you have to realize that um, I had to make some hard decisions with some of my employees um, because, you know, sometimes we get too big for our britches, you know, and yeah. the ego piece takes over a little bit. And nobody's too big. We're all in the same, we, you sure. know, we're all the same. And we all have to know that... Um, if, if you believe in what I believe in, everybody's file is important. Everybody's client's important. We're going to make sure everything happens. Um, and and for me, being such a leader in my organization as in helping so many families, you would think that my stuff comes in front of the other. No, it's, it's you know, we're going to help them all and everybody's going to close on time, you know. Mm-hmm. But that takes me being able to make sure that I put those systems in place that we can still maintain that culture, you know, throughout. Um, but it's exciting to see people that have embraced understanding they left and now they've come back with a whole new mindset and embracing the culture and it's just and they've soared that's yeah. the other thing too where they kept fighting it yeah. and like weren't able to hit a new level and as soon as they came back you just see a whole new look and an, an excitement and they've been able to serve some so many more families which is cool to see for sure yeah culture it's the thing so thank you <laughs> thank all you. so thank much for listening you, and joining us jason thank always you. a pleasure having you here i love all the insight i need that that quote too i've been trying to write down all your notes here but everybody join us next week with another episode of the talk of music city real estate